0: Here's how the coronavirus crisis is impacting Australia this morning. The federal government enacting unprecedented restrictions to deal with this once-in-a-century event. The AFL declares it's game time, forging ahead with round one despite virus fears. Australians in a race to return home with all international travel now restricted for the first time. And the Reserve Bank set to slash interest rates again to try and keep our economy afloat. Well, Coles and Woolworths have taken a moment to breathe, shutting up shop overnight to replenish shelves in preparation for another day of chaos. Supermarkets will open their doors to the elderly and vulnerable in about half an hour, and people are already lining up to get in.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Being Men podcast. Uh, this is a very special episode. It's not necessarily like a typical podcast. We're calling it the quarantine sessions. For those of you who don't know, I was away on holidays for two weeks and I came back to a mandatory 14-day self-isolation put by the government, So here I am in my house, stuck here. I wouldn't say stuck here, but uh, lots of relaxing opportunities, so that's been good. And with me, I have my usual good-looking host, Mitch Barber. Woo!
0: Woo! G'day. It's, uh, it's good to be back on the mic. So yeah, as, as Roy said, we're going to do um, the quarantine sessions as kind of this coronavirus epidemic kind of you know takes hold of, of Australia and the rest of the world, and it'd be good to Talk to Row about kind of his experiences being in quarantine. I'm not in quarantine myself yet, but I am practicing social isolation, which we'll get into a bit later. But yeah, so Ro, do you want to walk us through kind of your experience with being told that you have to come into, uh, you know, mandatory quarantine for 14 days while you're on holiday? How did that feel?
1: We, we were trying to actively avoid the social media information that was coming out because most of it felt like it was coming from a place of fear and anxiety and uh, it was kind of stressing us out on our holiday. So both Amy and I sort of decided to just ignore all those aspects of social media um, just so we could have a good time in Fiji, which was great. Mm -hmm. But towards the end, what we did was we just wanted to check in to see what was happening in terms of our flights because we did hear a lot of tourists out there stressing about it changing their flights, asking staff questions. Um, we had the hotel staff give us information about the virus and that sort of stuff. So at that point, we sort of realized that it's, it's – um... Definitely something we need to look out for before we enter Australia just to see what the rules and regulations are around this. So the night before we flew, we actually had everything organized for us to, you know, arrive in Australia, have a pickup organized. Amy's brother was going to pick us up from the airport and drive us home. And then we had this week off anyways from work. And then we were going to go back to work just as normal starting Monday. But the night before, we had family um, message us. Let us know about the 14 day mandatory self isolation that was put on for all travelers. So that sort of Mm -hmm. threw all our plans away. And then we started scrambling because A, we didn't know, we didn't have check ins, online check ins available at that time. So we weren't sure if our flight was still scheduled or was cancelled. The other thing we didn't know was how we were getting home and what's the situation uh, Mm -hmm. with home as well. Because we didn't want to. Amy's brother lives with us and we didn't want to put him in risk as well. And yeah, so that that sort of threw everything up in the air for us and that's when we started scrambling for information.
0: So the, the quarantine or the lat rule kind of came into effect the night before you guys landed, right? So I imagine there was a lot of people wanting to come home at that time. So what was what was the kind of the vibe at the airport at that time when you arrived into Australia? Was it you know, was it really stressful?
1: No, it wasn't actually because um, in Fiji they were pretty relaxed about it because when we entered Fiji, they just checked our temperature. They asked us if we experiencing any of the symptoms and that's it. We we entered the country and as we were leaving the country as well, it wasn't too strict. They just um, made sure that we were across all the information and they have special areas for overseas travelers versus local travelers. So in Fiji, we didn't. In the Fiji airport, we were still quite relaxed. We were just making sure that we were eating food and that sort of stuff just because we didn't know what the other side looked like. And when we entered Australian airport, that's when it sort of hit me particularly because that was the first time me entering Australia with the immigration was the quickest experience I've ever had. Mm. Like I literally just walked straight to an immigration officer and I walked out. And that's never happened. Every time. Amy and I go traveling, she goes through the express lane and she's on the other side at least for 45 minutes to an hour and while I'm going through the line, hundreds of people and then immigration, all the questions that come with it. But this time I didn't. However, we were given three forms, not just your normal immigration form, your arrival form, but we also had to put a quarantine form where we had to put our address, our contact details, where we were going into isolation and that we had to sign off that we agreed to the the law, the legislation put on place, and that we completely understand what self-isolation means. And both Amy and I had to sign off Mm -hmm. on that as well. So we did all of that, and I walked out from the immigration. Then they made sure I understood what self-isolation meant and then gave me very strict instructions saying, can't make contact with anyone at work, can't make contact with any family in person, if I needed supplies, mm-hmm. I needed to ask any of the family members to go shopping for us and leave the supplies on the doorstep and then walk away. So things like that. Um, and that's when it really hit because it, it made me realize, wow, this is this is a very serious thing. Um, not that mm-hmm. I wasn't taking it seriously, but I didn't realize how drastically it just changed within a few hours. You know, we had one experience in Fiji and then we arrived to Australia and then it's completely mm. different. And the airport was absolutely, it was like like in the movies, man. Like, you know, something bad happened and then everyone just disappeared. Yeah. That that yeah. wasn't a good experience. It builds up this unnecessary anxiety in you, making you realise that, wow, this is just crazy. And then trying to find transport back home while keeping up with the self-isolation rules was also quite challenging so yeah
0: oh well, you're home now so that's good um how, how are you guys feeling now that you're you're at home you know not having contact with any of your family apart from you know remote over the phone and that kind of stuff is it do you feel quite um anxious now or do you feel much better being at home
1: no i, I do feel much better being at home and i feel like we're doing the right thing as scary mm-hmm. as anxious as we were Because no one's been in self-isolation for 14 days. Like I've never locked myself in a house for more than 24 hours. You know, the only time I lock myself is when I'm exhausted and I just (laughs) want to watch Netflix. But the 14 days seem like a big thing. You're like, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm chill. Maybe I should go for a walk. Oh, no, wait, I can't. Oh, we need butter. Oh, shit, we can't go to the shops. No butter, you know? There's no
0: butter at the shops anyway, so (laughs) you're not not missing
1: much. (laughs) Yeah, but that's basically the idea is that it's it's the unexpected. You don't know what to expect because it's an uncharted territory for us and we were quite anxious. But it's been fun, man. Like, we've actually been doing super productive things. Like, I picked up a guitar. I've always wanted to play the guitar since I was 14 trying to pick up chicks. And I finally picked up a guitar and I'm learning, which is great. Because <laughs> I have nothing else to do, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the like kind of the anxiety around all this kind of stuff. And I, I completely understand. Like I was in Sydney a few days ago and the place was like a, you know, it was deserted and everyone around was wearing masks. You know, everyone was kind of, you know, if you sneezed, you know, sometimes you'd usually hear like before the coronavirus, you'd hear, oh, bless you. But now, if you sneeze, everyone kind of gives you a dirty look and kind of.
1: Yeah, like try doing that in the flight, bro. Uh, as soon as I got in the flight, I fucking sneezed so hard. Sorry for swearing, but I got in the got in the flight and I sneezed, <laughs> and then everyone mm. looked at me, and I was like, "Oh yeah. wow!" And then you start getting this fear of I can't cough, mm. I can't sneeze. Yeah, I got to be really careful, mm. you and then
0: it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then when you, like, you know, you can't do that stuff. So obviously you feel like you need to sneeze every 10 seconds. I want to talk a little bit about how we can manage that anxiety because there's so much of it going around at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one thing that's perpetuating that anxiety is social media. We've seen all these posts on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and stuff from people that don't really know what they're talking about, spreading all this really um, fearful information. I want to go through some stuff. I want to get your thoughts on on the stuff I've got here about ways we can manage that anxiety. So the first one is to question your thought pattern. I know that we all kind of think about this coronavirus and and our minds kind of take run away from us a little bit. I want to make sure everyone's really careful not to mm-hmm. kind of fabricate
1: mm-hmm.
0: the reality in the, in their head and make themselves really anxious and and think about stuff mm-hmm. that's not based on in facts and in in reality. Do you feel like that's something that people should be thinking about?
1: Oh 100%. I think when when fear sets in and you see Things that you've never seen, you know, like walking around Sydney deserted sort of hits you hard and it's very easy to fall into the the survival mode. And I think it's it's very important for us not to trigger that survival instinct because I think that's what's going on, you know, with people going to the supermarket, they're going in with that survival instinct. I'm, I'm going to die tomorrow. So I got to make sure I have everything possible for me to survive. And that's where the chaos starts from. Yeah. And I think you're mm-hmm. right with that. A lot of it is how you control your mind and what your thoughts are.
0: So the next one is kind of when you do feel that surge of anxiety, like the survival instinct coming on. Just just practice focused, deep breathing mm-hmm. when you are feeling super anxious is some a good way to like really ground yourself and pull yourself back into reality. Cause you know, a lot of the stuff we're seeing and, and people are feeling is not based in reality, like mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Obviously, we have to be really aware and really careful about what we're doing, but the threat is not imminent for most people, so we really need to stay calm. And if we stress out too much and if we you know, lose control of ourselves, that's when all the issues like the spreading and, and the, the frenzied buying and like the toilet paper hoarding and all that kind of stuff starts. So take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. If we stick together, we're, we're going to be all right. So the next one is to keep communicating with people. We've got the technology these days where we don't have to, we're, you know, like you're, you're isolated right now, but we're talking to each other. We're thousands mm-hmm. of kilometers away, but we're still mm-hmm. able to have this conversation. So keep communicating with your friends, your family, everybody, if you're feeling isolated and you're feeling lonely. How are you guys going with that With that part of you communicating with your, with your family much?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a great opportunity to touch base with all our friends and family, to be honest. I've always struggled to find time to talk to people and now – been given the luxury of having so much time is just awesome it's a great way for me to touch base with people yeah and and just check in i think it's so important because we're mm-hmm. in this place where you know we've been given so much opportunity where we have all the time to sit with our thoughts and experience what we're experiencing and getting over it and dealing with it i think it's important to touch base with people and make sure they're doing all right so that's what we've been focusing on mm-hmm. and it's been good I think that's why we're doing this quarantine yeah. sessions, right? It's just to bring back the reality for a lot of people what it is like being in self isolation. What are some tools and tricks and tips that you guys can use if you do end up being in self isolation? Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But it's not the end of the world. Like, there's plenty of stuff to do. Like you said, you're playing guitar, download a couple of books onto your iPad or your computer or whatever, watch some Netflix. There's heaps of stuff you can do. You know, mm-hmm. talk to your family, talk mm-hmm. to your wife, talk to your partner. That's something we don't really do enough of these days, I think. Another thing I want to invite people to do is if you are having these thoughts that are really anxiety-inducing and fear-inducing, just write them down. If you're worried about yourself getting the virus or a, or a family member or someone else, just write all this stuff down, really get it out of out of your brain onto a piece of paper and kind of offload it because um, that's a great way of dissipating that anxiety and really sharing the burden with your notebook. Um, Absolutely. That
1: great idea. I've been making a list of things that I can do while I've been in this 14 days of isolation. A great thing to do is pick up an instrument, something that you've always Mm -hmm. wanted to play. I know a lot of people uh, would like to play an instrument. Um, Here's your opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's been good. Uh, It is frustrating to learn something new, but it's awesome because when in life do you get an opportunity to learn something absolutely new that you're not good at, but you've got so much time to practice and get better at, which has been really cool. The other thing is you can also Mm -hmm. figure out a way to make the most of your groceries that's been something that i'm working on now because normally i love cooking right and i think of a dish and i'm like i'm gonna make this and i go and get the ingredients but something that i'm not good at is making something out of what i have and and being in this isolation is sort of forcing me into that and my wife has been helping me with that like this morning i was like oh maybe i should make a curry and i said oh i don't have this ingredient and she said figure out another way. And then it start, sort of challenges you with your own creative thinking when it comes down to cooking. So that's been good. We've been eating some interesting yeah. meals and it's a good way to simplify stuff too. You you realize how much you don't need all those things as well. Those are all nice to have, not need to have. And I think it's good. This This self-isolation sort of puts, gives me the perspective of what I need versus what I want. And most times we tend to focus on what, we want rather than what we really need so that's been good the other thing is talk to a friend pick up the phone and go hey what's happening we're all in the same page um same situation or similar situation so it's great to talk your feelings out another thing you can do is yeah talk to your partners sit down and spend some time with them ask them what their goals are how do they feel about the situation make sure they feel supported loved and have some fun this morning um my wife forced me to participate in a dance party. So it was this amazing dancer from the US had an Instagram live going on and I had a dance party. And it was so good for 30 minutes. We were just dancing like fools in the living room. It was so good. We laughed so much and it was fun. Yeah. Like we never get to do that because right now I'd be at work and she'd be at work. So yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. And I'm uh, I'm in the process of, Doing uh, a transformation as well, so watch out home workouts. Oh, yeah, nice.
0: <laughs> awesome. We're so lucky with the tech with the technology we've got now that we can just do all the stuff.
1: How are you feeling, Mitch? How are you feeling with uh having Elio and your wife? What are you doing to keep your sanity, I guess? Yeah, we
0: I think we're feeling okay. We Katie and I have been bickering a little bit lately, but that's purely because we're both a bit stressed about it. I think having a kid in this kind of situation is especially worrying. Like, I'd be fine if it was just Katie and I. Um, Even though the professionals say that kids are less affected than adults, or you know, um, the severity of the 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 symptoms are are less in kids, which is good. I still get nervous about you know taking them out to the park and you know being around other people and stuff. Um, And I think in the in the the coming weeks we're going to isolating ourselves a fair bit from. Um, from everybody but yeah it's just a little bit nerve-wracking having someone so small and 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 dependent on us um within our family but we'll be fine we're kind of we're up in the southern Highlands, so we're pretty isolated from everyone up here like we're not in a major city or anything which is really good a good thing i think and yeah we're just gonna we went and bought some some new toys and some new books today um some books for us for us to read and some toys for elio to play with which is going to be good um it's just going to be a bit hard with with him like we can go out in our backyard but not go to the park if it does get really bad mm. we'll, we'll, we'll use up all of our internet data watching movies and all that kind of stuff but yeah we'll be fine
1: and i think that's what you have got to realize right we're going to be fine if we look after each other and i think that's the most important thing it's i, I saw a post uh, which was let's let's focus on the things that we can control yeah. and i think that's the big thing. We had a question on our Instagram page as well. What do you do about all the uncertainty? It's hard not to feel anxious. And that's right. I, I feel anxious as well. It's it's just remembering to bring back your focus to what you can control and the things you can control. Everything else is out of your control. The self-imposed or, sorry, the mandatory travel ban that was put on us or the restrictions of, you know, meeting up with people. That's something you can't control. But what you can control is what you do with your time, what you do with your space Spend some time with your loved ones, your family. Even if you can't be there physically, just just pick up the phone and talk to each other. And I think just remember that you're going to be fine as long as we look after each other. Just just be kind to each other. And,
0: and focus on the things that you can do for prevention as well, like the social isolation stuff. Limiting the events mm-hmm. you know, of like 100 people or more. Wash your hands all the time. Wash your hands with soap. Bring hand sanitizer with you, all that kind of stuff. Don't sneeze on people in planes, Mm -hmm.
1: bro. All the the usual stuff. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. And I think it's also uh, how do you keep away from all the toxic social Mm -hmm. media information? Keep in mind, you know, it's unfortunate, but the times that we live in, it's hard to consume real information. The access to real information isn't there. Everything's built around hype. Everything's built around fear. So it's just making sure that you understand uh, the numbers, but understand it with facts and evidence. So if they say, you know, so so people have been affected, just look into the stats of it. What are the age dynamics and who are the people that have been infected? All that sort of stuff. Just don't get caught up in the social media, keyboard warrior Mm. comments and that sort of stuff. Because a a lot of the comments are quite negative and quite brutal. Just keep away from it. Consume real information. You're not sure about it. Reach out to people that you trust about that information and get some clarification and that sort of stuff. I think in coming days we will be sharing some links and pages that you guys can follow or look up for information, or even just how to manage anxiety and all those little tips and tricks. So yeah, definitely. just make sure you're looking at that.
0: Yeah, well, let's have a bit of a chat about something a bit more positive, like what kind of where we're heading with being men. We've obviously had a, a massive break. You know, we've we've both heard stuff in our lives going on, so we've you know we've kind of stepped back from being men a little bit, but. We're full steam ahead. We've been working on stuff for a long time now. Do you want to have a chat about kind of what's to come uh, with Being Men?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've got some really awesome episodes coming up very soon. We have now decided that each month is going to work around the theme. All the content in that month is going to be dedicated around that theme. So for next month, we are looking at therapies and mental health. So that's something that we will be focused on. So all the content that you'll be receiving for the whole month will be around that. We're not just uh, doing full episodes, but we're doing bonus episodes. We're doing special interviews. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming from the audio perspective. And from our social media, we will be sharing a lot of content more information of our guests so you can get to know them on a more personal level. Is there anything else that we are working on, Mitch, that I haven't covered off?
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like we're going to do, from like an accessibility standpoint, we're going to put, be putting a fair amount of new blog posts and articles up on our website. For each of those articles and blog posts, we're going to be narrating them and releasing them as podcast episodes as well. Um, so if you are vision impaired, you will still have access to that content just in you know, either Ro and I will be narrating that. content as well which will give us some good practice for you know the podcast as well getting rid of those arms um (laughs)
1: and and that's the big thing i think our audience do understand that you know we're growing with this as this platform grows all your love has been appreciated and the support you guys are giving us is just amazing keep giving us the love and support we're going to do bigger better things we're growing this platform to a more larger audience because we want a lot of people to sort of hear what we have to say and also for us to learn new things and share with you guys as well so uh, we're relaunching rebranding being men platform as well so the website's down currently keep in mind we've got a new website coming up and it's going to be pretty awesome
0: and a big a big theme for us going forward is going to be audience participation so we really want to get you guys involved with what, we, what we're doing and that's going to manifest in ask us anything's on instagram q a podcasts q a sessions on instagram live um, you guys can send us email with questions if, if you need to. And also, we want to invite you guys onto our podcast. So if, if one of our themes um, for each month resonates with you guys, send us an email, send us a DM on, on Instagram. We'd love to have you on to talk about your experience with that, with that theme. Um, and in saying that, our theme after the therapy uh, month is going to be about sex sexuality, sex lives, all around that kind of stuff. So if you guys want to come on and chat about your sex life, we'd love to get a, get couples on um, to have a talk about it, but we're open to you know single people as well. Send us an email at hello at being-men.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to come on and have a chat about sex. It'd be really good. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up for today, Ro. How, do you, how are you feeling?
1: Awesome. We're uh, feeling great. Feel feel like we covered a fair bit of stuff. But this is just our thoughts, guys. Just make sure you look after yourselves, wash your hands and be kind to one another. We'll be coming up with more quarantine sessions, but also some uh, great episodes. So stay tuned and follow us on our socials.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the next one.
1: Thanks, guys.